0: To do, buckaroos. Welcome to the show. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper over at
1: winnersandwiners.com. I'm co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com.
0: And together we do this each and every day 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Well, every weekday, Monday through Friday. Um, yeah, we have a little fun, interact with you guys, lay out some of our picks, including the Bet the Farm special. So, uh, yeah, Scott, how'd your day go?
1: Overall, was okay, I guess. I mean, I ended up losing my play today with the Celtics team total under. Beat a four-point line move on a team total, which was almost impossible. And uh, yeah, right in the trash can because the Celtics scored 38 points in the first quarter with four starters being out. Oh then for the final three quarters, they averaged about eh, 23 points per quarter. So yeah. I was actually doing pretty well. They, were, they had a 90-point pace from the second quarter onward. But for whatever reason, Boston came out and just could not miss in the entire first quarter.
0: Yep, yep. We, uh, we talked before the show. We're going to call a moratorium on fading teams that are missing players. If you can't fade a team missing four starters, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. So I
1: can't call it a bad beat because it went to overtime anyway. Right, But it they finished with 106 in regulation with – Thirty-eight points in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, that's not ideal.
1: So sixty-eight the rest I'm of the way. Assuming I was in decent shape for the you know for the majority of the game, just the first quarter was such an outlier it killed me.
0: Right. Let's check in with the comment section. David Good in the house. Afternoon to you, David. What's going on, buddy? Uh, Ninja Thirteen telling everybody to smack that like button. Damn right, buddy. Don't forget to like. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't subscribed already, to you. Both of our channels. Get your ass over there and do it. Uh, Winners and Winers YouTube channel, and the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel. Speaking of Max Wagers Network, I'll be on one of their shows later this afternoon. Uh, Well, evening, evening time for uh, most of us, as uh, Allie Burns hosts Total Chaos, a uh, show that uh, you and Chris are usually on, but uh, due to prior uh, obligations, it's going to be me. It's just going to be me out of the three of us. So I don't know uh, who we're filling in the blanks with. Scott, I know you're going to the Nets game tonight. You're pretty excited about that, right?
1: Uh, Hopefully they win. You know, I was almost going to Kyrie's home return, and he was awful. So, and they lost. So, you know, I guess I picked the right game to go to instead. They're favored by 14. I don't need them to necessarily, you know, cover. I just need them to win just because, you know, as a fan, I'm rooting for them to win, but we'll see what happens.
0: Guys jumping in with both feet tonight, uh, this afternoon. Scott, in the comments section, Zach Vaughn, Blackhawks goalie, needs to be donkey of the day. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, Scott, Scott, Scott. What did uh, he do last night?
1: Oh, uh, we're going to get into that game in a little bit. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, we will talk about that.
0: Uh, David Good, Bulls minus three and a half. You and I both like that, but we're worried about a little banana in the tailpipe. Seems... Too good to be true, Scott. Feelings?
1: Uh the thing is, the Bulls look like the obvious play because the Wizards are not necessarily good. They have been decent lately, not really in terms of wins and losses, but they've been competitive recently. Covering the number, but the Bulls—they're. Can we call it free fall? Because it looks like free fall to me.
0: Yeah, they have not. They have not looked good ever since Levine went out, and even since he's been back, it just looks like they might be in the playing game. Their rhythm has been off. Yeah, they uh, they pretty much were a lock the way they started the season, and uh, yeah, now they're kind of fighting for their life. Just three and ten against the number in March. Not ideal, my friend. Not ideal at all. So, well, I
1: think the craziest part is that I know both of us ended up losing with the Raptors yesterday in some capacity. But either way, Toronto's now the five seed, which tells you just how close the entire Eastern Conference is. It's nuts. It's, it's, it's crazy.
0: A- it's absolutely nuts, and it's kind of the opposite of the West. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's
1: absolutely the case. Lakers, uh, you know, they – I said they might not make the playoffs. They, they might not even make the play-in. No. They lose tonight to Dallas, and they're officially, you know – on the outside looking in, technically.
0: Yeah, just for the record, four and a half games separate the first two, the first six teams in the East. So. Yeah. Um, and then the, the Cavaliers are just one back. Nets are three back, or excuse me, four back of the uh, the six spot. So yeah, just the net,
1: the, the Nets are going to be in the play in. The question is, are they going to be the eight, the seven eight game, or are they going to be the nine ten game? Because that loss to Charlotte kind of sucked because of where they stand in the actual standings. But Charlotte lost yesterday to Denver, so the Nets have a chance to, I guess, regain some ground with a win tonight.
0: Yeah, nine and a half games separate one through ten. Uh, contrast that with the West, where 29 and a half games separate one through ten. However, the Suns have an insurmountable lead for the one seed. So,
1: Well, Phoenix is godly. I mean, that's, I, mean I was watching a separate podcast a couple days ago, but they kind of just hit the nail on the head for me. Phoenix is having one of the most underrated regular seasons in like the history of the NBA. Yeah. Cause nobody's talked about them for right. basically the entire year. Yep. And people keep trying to argue about either the Lakers for no reason or the Warriors went healthy or hell. I've even heard some Clippers hype because Paul George might be coming back tonight. Yeah, I know. We Have ta- you seen the Suns play this season? We talked about that They're yesterday. They're on pace for like 66 wins. Yep. Like this is an all time great regular season. And nobody cares. Nope. Nobody.
0: Uh, Tim Earl, rock chair. Jokic triple-double hit it in the third quarter. Solid. Big X uh, in the house. Wants to know if we did any video plays today. I know I did. Scott, did you?
1: I did a video. Today is a trick question because I did it for the final four.
0: He did a video for today. It's a look ahead. So
1: Yeah. That tells you how much I love today's card. Pussy!
0: But I, uh, regardless I mean, of... let's
1: be real, right? I'm assuming the play that I gave out you might have as a premium later in the week. You might not, but I believe we talked about it on air yesterday, and we both liked it, so we'll yep. see.
0: Preston Burks says, two of my favorite folks, midday. Thanks, Preston. He's been helping a crispy tacos to you. Uh, crispy like fresh Benjamins and Grants. <sighs> I don't know about the Grants. You know you know, in gamblers in the gambler's world, 50s are unlucky. Do you know that, Scott?
1: Uh, is that why nobody uh, carries 50s in the casino?
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Um I used oh, to didn't know that. I used to have to take over running the the bank every once in a while in the poker room and, and guys did not want fifties ever. Ever. Uh IC says my opinion, Suns will be back in the finals. Just looking at the West standings, yeah, I think so too. Uh Scott, you a taco fan? You a taco guy? It's Taco Tuesday. Uh
1: yeah. Uh I'm sure. there's a more of a burrito guy. But if I had to pick between the type of shell, I'm more of a soft shell guy. I get the appeal of a hard-shell taco, but you take one bite, the whole thing falls apart.
0: It is, it is kind of an art.
1: You know, I, I kind of want to actually have the whole thing remain intact. So if I'm picking any type of taco, I guess I'm going with the soft-shell.
0: I'm a street taco guy. I'm a, uh, okay. I'm, I'm a meat, onion, cilantro. We're done. That's it. Put a little, okay. maybe put a so little. you're a
1: simple, but good.
0: Yep. Maybe put a little sauce on there. Uh, we had a couple of questions. David Good, Bulls Bunch 3.9. Okay, we covered that one. St. Uh, Bonnie and Xavier Under. You know, that's an that's an interesting game. I was uh were you surprised by the line in that at all?
1: Well, the truth is nobody knows about the injury reports and both teams have been awful because Paul George is maybe coming back. Rudy Gobert might play, Bogdanovich might play, nobody knows anything.
0: What are we talking about?
1: I thought you said the Clippers game.
0: Uh no, St. Bonaventure I thought, Xavier. I thought you said the Clippers game. How does Saint Bonaventure Xavier sound like the I Clippers? thought
1: after that I thought you segued into the Clippers game. Sorry. My bad. No, I saw Clippers in the chat box. I thought you were asking about the Clippers. Sorry. Ch- change your meds? My bad. Uh, for the same Bonaventure Xavier game, is it, that's a neutral site now, right?
0: Uh, yeah, it's in, New, it's in New York. It's at Madison Square Garden. Hang on a second. Uh, Tim, hey, Tim, I got you here. I was going to reach out during the show last night you weren't on. Do you want to do the uh, West Division of the MLB tomorrow with us? We've got Chris going to join us today for the Central. By the way, don't forget to stay tuned to our Major League Baseball previews. We're going to do both Central Divisions here. Right after this show, we're going to do the West tomorrow. Hopefully with Tim Earl. We'll see what Tim's got going on. So that that that'll teach you to pop into the comment section. Shit, dude, I'll put you to work. Um, so yeah, as far as this Bonaventure game goes, yeah, those are going to play. Those are going to be played in Madison Square Garden.
1: The, I'm going I'm to go with Bonaventure because it's in a neutral total. I think I'm going to go under, but I feel like the numbers where it should be.
0: Okay. Um, it's,
1: it's really tough when you've been playing a home tournament. Yep. And now you have your first neutral site game. It's pretty difficult to actually gauge the total in this one. But for me, I'm gonna lean under because maybe it's just how I've noticed the postseason play so far, most in the NCAA tournament. These neutral site games tend to be a bit more low scoring than people think.
0: Yeah. However, these are two pretty good sized programs that you know the yeah. the gym the gym shouldn't be that much of a, of a huge change for him, but I want to know which Xavier team is going to show up. Is it going to be the team that gave up 56 to Florida, or is it going to be the team that gave up 89 to Butler? You know, that's, that's really the question for me in this one. I think the Bonnies that's an offense that kind of uh, is inconsistent, Scott at, at yeah. best. They're, uh, they're not a great three, sh- three point shooting team. They do play pretty good defense, Uh, I think that's a pretty sharp number as well. I would probably I'm probably with you. I'm probably gonna lean under. But having said that, you know, Xavier it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to keep them out of the 70s. So that worries me right there.
1: Do you think Xavier has an advantage because they played the big east tournament? It was one game, but they played a game recently in MSG. You think that helps at all?
0: Probably. I think every I think every little bit of familiarity helps. $2 bills are unlucky. Absolutely true as well. Yep. Yep. Uh, 1777's in the house. Uh, knew he wasn't popular in Savannah. <laughs> Talking about Grant. <laughs> well, at least they didn't put Sherman on the 50. Fuck you, put Sherman on the 50. Nobody's Nobody south of the Mason Dixon line would ever spend it. Good God. Uh NBA pass today only talking spot there's a very there's a very limited number of good NBA games. Uh Tim said I heard Taco's no shit. Uh you guys looked at season win totals for the Giants or Brewers yet? We're going Brewers to what
1: do- we're talking about today.
0: Cool. Uh Tim shoot me shoot Scott an email. My email still I'm still working on it. So shoot Scott an email with all, with all your pertinent information about how to get you a, the the link and everything. And we'll do it.
1: Or or you could reach out to Scott on Twitter because Twitter is a thing.
0: That works. Yeah, that works fine too. That's how we communicate with Allie. So yeah, that's cool too. So yeah, uh, THC is Rizzo. We're gonna do Brewers today. We'll do the uh, Giants tomorrow. Oh man, is and it? And I'll tell you guys now. <laughs> get your basketball questions in right now. Because <laughs> Scott and I, nothing better than breaking down the Miami Marlins and uh checking in with the basketball game. So, ah, uh, that's the fun of doing it live, buddy. Uh, James Mounts here, a uh, half court Xavier under and Bonnie. All right, fair enough. uh Xavier's banned for me. I bet them versus Butler. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a. Uh, uh, I don't know this Butler team man they they showed a little signs of life late in the season they still were never good but uh yeah they uh, perked up just a little bit there Scott and Scott just got done talking to Jim and Chris good to see you Nathan I know uh I'll hit you up on Twitter perfect thanks Tim we'll uh, look forward to that so that's official we'll be doing the uh MLB West breakdowns with the one and only Tim Earl don't forget to check check out Tim every day doing the uh what's the name of the show Scott
1: uh game time decision
0: very good with uh, Tim and Nick as well as Detroit Lenny so uh, those are it's that's a fun group there as well AM Washington State first half under 61 he, he, he. Well, I like the under there it's it, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to try to thread, thread the needle because the play of the day that I have is the under in that game this Washington State team Scott they're finally healthy they've been without guys due to covid injuries all kinds of shit all season long I think that's a very good basketball team when everybody's healthy. And finally, uh, after the big Pac-12 tournament, everybody's healthy. Uh, Neither one of them play a lot of pace. They're both eh, bottom 100 or so as far as pace goes. I like the under, and there's no reason to think that uh, that's going to change as far as the first half goes. You're talking about the, the other game where we're moving to Madison Square Garden. So, yeah, I'll play first half under there with you as well.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that.
0: Uh Damian Cullen wants to know about the Jazz minus one. I really hate this team, but just like the Bulls, they don't want to fall into the playoff game. Absolutely true. We talked about Gobert. What's the, what's the what's the status of Gobert, Scott? Uh maybe. Okay. Okay. Um it
1: depends how he's feeling. No, I I don't know. Nobody knows about Gobert. Nobody knows about Bogdanovich. Paul George might play. I don't know. I mean, money's coming on Utah, so I'm assuming that Gobert and Bogdanovich might play because I believe that line went from basically pick them to Utah minus two. There has been some over money, uh, but with Gobert back, I'm kind of tempted by the under, honestly, with Gobert being back in the lineup, especially with Whiteside being out because we know that Gobert is, whether you like him or not, one of the best defensive players in the league in terms of awards. So, Absolutely yeah. Absolutely true. Uh, both teams offensively have been a mess. I don't want to back the Clippers. I mean, this team's been awful. Both teams have been really bad, but at least Utah has upside. Clippers are just in free fall right now.
0: Yep. Um, Nathan Cerno will do a little uh, comment section called the Cosmos. missed a six-teamer yesterday on Southern Utah. I Offensively,
1: really, they did nothing. Nothing.
0: There. Nothing. I, and I really expected better out of them, and I'm not going to lie. This is a Fresno, steam, Fresno State team. We talked about it yesterday. They'd been very inconsistent. they have been living on their defense all season. And that defense had kind of gone in the tank, but they showed up last night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's talk about what else happened last night. Indeed, uh, speaking of call the cops, let's talk about today's uh, today's cops. And of course, I'm going to get rid of our. Uh, we to talk about our uh, housekeeping stuff. So please do like and subscribe. As we mentioned earlier, don't forget to check out all the offerings over there at uh, at Max Wagers Network. Of course, it starts off uh, at uh, the mid midday money at uh, twelve o'clock. Do you know who hosts midday money, Scott?
1: Uh, Sean Higgs. <clears throat> Thanks for playing. Okay.
0: All right, and then of course it's morning word morning wood hosted by.
1: Oh, I know that. That's the Alley Show.
0: With occasional appearances by Detroit Lenny. Okay. Okay. And then it's Chris, Car- cool. Chris King and Jim Williams with Just Parlays.
1: Yeah, you keep putting me on the spot, man.
0: It's us. Uh, you need to you need to do your homework, buddy. That's all I'm saying. And then, then I'm
1: also, you know, busy doing other work during the early hours of the afternoon.
0: Every day I'm hustling, hustling.
1: I, I am. You know, believe it or not, I don't just take naps when I'm not on the air.
0: Today I gave today I gave you homework, something to watch, and I'll tell everybody else. I don't I don't have any affiliation with them, but if you guys have Showtime check out um, the documentary on the Comedy Store, specifically episode five. It's the, I think it's the last one. And if you ever wondered about the intricacies and the things behind the scenes that go into being a stand-up and how it all works, it is a uh, really, really good primer on uh, what goes into uh, being a stand-up comic. Very, very interesting. I found it uh, very accessible. So, all right, let's talk about uh, yesterday, Scott. Let's find out. Who the lucky people were, who the uh, happy and sad people were, the winners, the whiners, the people that, you know, kind of took it in the shorts, the people that took it to the bank, yo. You know what I'm talking about. It's time for the Tuesday edition of Call the Cops. All right, let's let's uh, let's kick it off, shall we? We're going to take a look. I got, I got, man, I got too many tabs over there. There we go. Uh, we're gonna take a look at the NBA Raptors Celtics under 220. Uh, no, we haven't done one of these in a while. Now we've got a couple of them because it's uh it's overtime, kids. It was uh, 106, 106. Congratulations, you had it capped right. It was eight under the total. Not good. We're going to overtime, and uh, yeah, it landed 227 after the OT Raptors Raptors Celtics. We gave us a gave us a chance although they didn't take advantage of it, but it, uh, if you had the under there, that's a bad beat. Call the cops.
1: And looking at women's basketball, because you had an NCAA tournament game between UConn and NC State. Total was 132. And if you had the under, you were in good shape because they only had 122 in regulation, uh, even number 61-61. Game went to double overtime, so you were already screwed. Yep. But the game landed 178. So... uh kind of rough when you go to overtime in an NCAA tournament. You
0: missed it by 46. Put your fucking bitch in. You missed it by 46. Come on.
1: That should have been the rocking chair. Come
0: on. I, I know, yeah. right? Somebody, somebody asked this yesterday, and I forget, and I forgot the comment. I, I saw it fly by in the comment section about why that line was so short. Did they end up? Was it four and a half? They end up covering that?
1: Uh, no, they won by four.
0: Okay, I think it was four so and a half. Does it really depends
1: right? on where you got it because I know at some point it might have been four. I uh, drew this for that game. I just like UConn money Uh I know NC State almost lost to Notre Dame. They needed some miraculous comeback the round prior. UConn is good. They're not as good as they usually are, but I mean they're in the Final Four. They're the only non-one seed in the Final Four. So there you go.
0: I saw I saw a 14 straight. Some ridiculous fucking number being in the Final Four. I think four. it's more.
1: I think I think it's been like 16 straight That's or ridi- something. Ridiculous. That's also why a lot of people don't necessarily like the women's tournament. It's because it's pretty chalky. A
0: little top-heavy.
1: And shocker, you have three one-seeds in UConn, who probably would have been a one-seed had Becker's not gotten injured for a couple months. Right. So, there you go.
0: And finally, if you're betting on preseason baseball, God bless you. We salute you. person after our own heart. You have the White Sox on the money line against the Padres, heading it into the ninth. Three-run lead. You got to think even in spring training, you ought to be good there. Nope. Padres. Three runs is a push. Huh?
1: Three runs of a push. You yeah. get your money back. Yeah,
0: we'll take that. We'll take that. You know, you wouldn't think so going into the ninth, but you'd have been begging for a push by the end. Padres scored four in the top of the ninth. White Sox lose nine to eight. If you had the White Sox on the money line, call the cops.
1: A lot of really bad uh, bullpens in spring training.
0: Yes, there are. There really are. Well, there was some good news out there, and uh, there was some good news for people that uh, took our advice about a week ago to heart, and uh, we're going to find out what that is as we reveal the Tuesday edition of The Rocking Chair.
1: So, the first one was the Kansas City Royals. This could have easily been in the Oddsmakers Were Drunk segment, but either way, uh, they played the Guardians, and they led 7 to nothing. After the first inning.
0: I'm just getting had, started.
1: Yeah, they had 15 runs at the end of the third inning. That's right. And I believe they had 19 runs at the end of the fourth inning. Uh, they won 19-9. to nine.
0: Well, if you're a glasses half-empty kind of person, you're like, what kind of fucking staff gives up nine runs to the Indians? Oh, sorry. I say, Put a dollar in the right. jar. Put a dollar in the i mold jar. There, that goes right in there with the Redskins. Well, I was so, gonna
1: say it wasn't a bad pass five innings. You gave up what? No runs in the back half? Not yeah,
0: bad. I had first five under. No, no I, did, I didn't I didn't.
1: If you had second half if you had second half under, that was Yeah. Uh you know Yeah. I, you, I actually you, don't even know if that cashed or not because Cleveland woke up offensively.
0: Yep, absolutely true. Royals now six and three spring training after losing uh, after losing three straight they're back on the winnings the winning side, so Keep that in mind, won't you? Now, if you had the Hawks Pacers over 235 and a half, one thirty-seven in the first half, you figure, well, we just need ninety-nine. And unlike some other teams I might mention, they didn't come out and shit the bed in the second half. That game landed up at two fifty-five. Congratulations, Hawks, Pacers over backers. You were sitting in the rocking chair.
1: And if you had the Grizzlies, minus nine with uh, no jaw against the Warriors. Well, Jaw wasn't playing, so you know you automatically won when you place the bet. Cash that ticket. Memphis crushed them, Uh, led by twenty six at halftime, and they won by twenty eight. This is getting weird, isn't it? Mm. I I know that the Warriors are awful Mm -hmm. right now, and they're unless Curry comes back, they're even with Curry back. I think they're screwed. But either way, Memphis with a no Jaws now what? Like eighteen and two? It's ridiculous. Weird,
0: yeah. Yeah, they were sixteen and two before. I think they won the two straight. Or yeah,
1: I don't know if it's seventeen and two now or eighteen and two. But they they are just rolling with no jaw.
0: Well, Scott, somebody made this suggestion earlier, and we've kind of put it in a in a little bit of a different category. But we are going to talk about this game, Um, and we're not we are not the only ones here because even though we say we're not mad, there's definitely some people. I think they're here today. That are mad. Let's talk about it in today's edition of I'm not mad, but I am disappointed. Scott, go ahead and take it away. This is kind of your uh, purview here on the Frozen pond. Uh, what do we got going on, buddy?
1: Yeah, we're going to go to hockey and look at two bad teams that played yesterday. You had the Blackhawks at home against the Sabres. They were up four goals in the second period. And they blew the entire lead, which is not good. Then they regained a one-goal lead. They blew that as well. And then the game-losing goal in the final 20 seconds of regulation came on a shanked broken stick slap shot that bounced off the boards behind the goalie, then ricocheted off the goalie's, like, back skate, and the goalie put it in his own net. That Count is it. one of the most ridiculous final goals I've ever seen. You got to actually see a replay of it; it's really funny. The guy shanks the hell out of his stick on a slap shot off the boards, off the goalie's back skate into the net. You blow a four-goal lead to the Sabers at home. Ouch! That's good. That's pretty rough.
0: Not good at all, my friend. So, uh, anybody that had, oh, anybody that had the Blackhawks there. Can you imagine some of the live plays, Scott?
1: I'm trying to think of what the line would be because it wasn't four goals down in the third period, but it is the Sabres. Mm-hmm. I ought to assume you could have gotten 20 plus to one.
0: That's no, so what I was thinking. I'm thinking in the eight, 18 to 22 range. Yep. Yep. Exactly mm-hmm. right. So, congratulations if you had that. And uh, you were probably ecstatic as the uh, Ricochet goal there was uh, ended up being the game winner. So, all right let's check in in the uh the comment section here Tim Earl says go sabers he's you know you know Tim's a big sabers guy so uh Nathan sort of said I saw that he's uh he started hitting the goal with his stick
1: well the stick flew one way the puck flew in another and it somehow ended up in the same place
0: very good um Preston Burke said I I uh, I love my Native Americans if I were I'd be proud of my mascot Uh, Call us the Irish Tater Mounds. (laughs) I relate, not offended at all. So yeah, I I know we've uh, we talk about this a little bit. You know what? You try to make some minor adjustments, and you just go over the deep end sometimes. So Uh, last spring training, I had the athletics money line. They led seven nothing, lost outright. After that, I said (laughs) no more spring training. I paraphrased, but uh, yeah, and that. That is the problem is uh, you can uh, hopefully if that happens, you're on the right side of it. But there are definitely funky things that happen in spring training that aren't going to happen in the regular season. No question about it. I
1: mean, most of the time, no matter what team you back, you could be going by recent form. You're backing a bunch of players that you probably didn't know existed (laughs) before you placed the bet.
0: Absolutely true. JC Stone says Arizona Grand Canyon over 12 and a half runs, college baseball, book it, book it. Two horrible pitchers. Both teams have big bats. Plus, you're down there. I'm assuming they're playing that somewhere in the fucking desert. So, watch them fly. Hit them high. Watch them fly, Scott.
1: What a dry heat.
0: Nathan Cernis says, rock them, chalk them, Jayhawks. Ugh. Ugh.
1: Okay. I'm assuming, by the way, Kansas does not have a baseball team.
0: Kansas has a baseball team. They do? Yeah.
1: I think. I guess they're they, so bad, nobody talks about them. K-State K does,
0: for sure. Yeah, they have a baseball team, for sure. Uh I, I wasn't sure if Kansas did or not. I think they're middle of the road, kind of. The Jayhawks game, scary? Well, it is for K-State fans. Um, well, you know, I, I like KU there, but I have to admit, Jay Wright's dominance over Bill Self doesn't make me happy. However, we talked about it yesterday, Villanova down to a six-man rotation. I'm just not sure how they compete against the depth of KU. They can run out eight or nine. I'm trying to think of how many they... Yeah. They really that play double digit minutes, probably probably eight for sure, possibly not. Are you counting
1: so. Lightfoot as an actual player? No,
0: Lightfoot gets what 10, 12 a minute, 12, 12, 10, 12 a game.
1: And he buys all the team. He buys the entire team alcohol. <laughs> but I, I, he's, I mean, he's a decent bench big man. But that's the thing. Kansas is a team that has a lot of size. They have a lot of talent and athleticism. And Villanova missing more, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. If Villanova was healthy. I would probably lean Villanova. The spread probably wouldn't be four and a half. I'm assuming it would be closer to three.
0: I'd say two and a half. Yeah.
1: If Moore was healthy, but with him being out, second leading score, that's it's rough.
0: David, good uh, checking in on KU baseball. Says they have a nice stadium, a team of Pete Gray's one armed major league player. I did not remember Pete Gray. I remember Jim Abbott, of course, but I yeah. didn't. Yeah, why well,
1: Abbott had the no hitter, of course.
0: He did. He absolutely did. Nathan Turner says, remember size and girth.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> we'll, we will not forget that anytime soon. Uh, also, the motion of the ocean, however. Um, do you like Durant over 27 and a half tonight against Detroit? 27.5 seems low. Well, you'll be there to cheer that on, buddy. I'll, I'll let you speak to your Nets since you're going to be at that game in just a few hours.
1: Well, the issue with the Nets when it comes to player props is the fact that you never really know which game's going to be a Kevin Durant game. And which game is going to be a Kyrie game? Because either of them can go for 40. After the disappointing showing against the Hornets, I think Durant and Kyrie have a chance to go for 30-plus. But Durant, I know at 50 against Detroit earlier this season, they can't really guard him. Yeah, I don't mind it. It does seem a little bit low. Okay. The question is if Detroit is if going to double-team him or not. Because if they don't, Durant should walk into 30.
0: Yep uh David gets oh, 1940s. Okay, sorry buddy. Um I thought I thought recent. I would uh I, Lawrence is, you know, as much as I hate KU, I, I will uh grant that Lawrence is a nice town. It it's a cool college town. I Actually got three college three cool college towns. We have Columbia, Manhattan and Lawrence. So, if you ever get if you ever get this way, Scott, if you ever get to the Midwest, check out some cool college uh, sports. Allen Fieldhouse. You got to go. That's all mm. I'm saying. Um, what else we want to talk about tonight, bud? We uh, to talk we're about that. We talk about that Dallas game a little bit. Oh, that's to- sure. Um, now they're gonna be playing the front end of a back to back. They're going up against this Lakers team that's been der uh, redful as we've talked about. We've got to be even worse tonight. Got no Bronny tonight. No, bro- no Bronny. No AD. Uh, looks like Dwight Howard's gonna give it a go. Dallas seems to be.
1: Fairly healthy, but... Wait, does that mean? Dwight Howard's going to go? Yeah. Oh, Mavericks are in trouble. Is that changed it for you, buddy? Yeah, Mavericks are in trouble. Oh,
0: boy. Um, Mavericks team that hasn't been, been much of a friend to gamblers lately, as they have uh, just covered two of their last seven games. Meanwhile, the Lakers, they have uh, righted the ship a little bit, covered three of their last five. Not quite the, uh, the, the this shit show that they had been prior to that. But they're still playing very bad basketball. They lose to they lose to New Orleans. They lose to Philly. They did beat this uh, the, the Cleveland team um, on the road after losing to Washington. So uh, as far as that number goes, it's it seems just a little tall with the offensive problems that Dallas has. Dallas doesn't score a ton of points. So if you've got a team that plays good defense like the Mavs, but they uh, hurt a little bit on the defensive side or on the offensive side, rather. You always have to you always have to check it out when there's a, a big number like that. For me, I'm probably going to stay away. I don't think I don't I don't I'm not I don't have confidence in the Lakers. But Dallas has not been a great team against uh, against huge spreads, generally speaking. Scott, what are your feelings on that?
1: I think it's under a pass because it's at around two nineteen and a half. Okay. And you have no LeBron, no AD. I know the last time they were without LeBron, they ended up having a good offensive game against Philly. We know Philly defensively is inconsistent because Harden doesn't give a damn about defense. But you're looking at a Dallas team that's very solid defensively and ranks dead last in pace. I am tempted by the under. First two meetings went under. Both uh, First two meetings landed, I believe it was 214 or lower. But I don't know how the Lakers are really going to score. You need Westbrook to go off tonight.
0: Yeah, the problem for me with the Lakers is they've given up 121 points per game over their last six. So I it's not
1: it's not good. Like that that's the problem you're in when it comes to looking at really anything in this game. Right. But if you're asking what my favorite play would be, it would be the under. Because based on what I've seen this season and looking at the Lakers' actual rotation for this game, I'm are you sure they even get to like 105 here? Because I'm not. I'm, not, I'm are not sure they get to 100 in here. I'm not.
0: Not playing this game. Not playing this game. We played this game yesterday. Oh, yeah. everybody's I'm hurt. not playing. Not it gonna either, score shit. Is what I'm Bro. saying with
1: the injuries and everything. Right. But I think we can agree that with the Lakers basically in free fall right now and the fact that the Spurs are closing in on passing them for the final play in spot mm-hmm. just for the tournament, not even to make the playoffs. Right. I am curious if the Lakers – we've been asking if they're going to roll over. They basically have been rolling over, kind of. If they end up going down 20 in, like, the first half in this game, which is very possible, the season might just be over. And it's already been over, but I mean mentally for the Lakers. Does LeBron even come back?
0: Oh, I think he ha- – I,
1: I don't even know. It depends yeah. on how bad the ankle is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it really does. Um, Warrensburg, not so amazing. <laughs> Definitely true, David. It's not not all not all the college campuses are the same. Preston Burkett's going back. I'll
1: admit, Taylor Jenkins has been great as a coach this season. He has a zero percent chance to win Coach of the Year, but he'll finish in a nice second place
0: uh Kyrie props I
1: got, I, I'm assuming you agree it's got to be unanimous with Monty Williams right I somebody mean, somebody the only has, team to get
0: the, somebody has to notice that Phoenix, Phoenix team eventually they're the
1: only team to get to 60 wins
0: I gotta admit I always cheer for you I, we cheer we're pretty good about cheering for each other but I fucking would laugh my ass off if you lost your coach of the year prop I, I
1: think that it's a lock just based on the fact that <laughs> he also got hosed last year because they gave it to Thibodeau Thibodeau so the that's where my money was whatever. Jenkins would win the award if he didn't have a super team in the league, but Phoenix is the closest thing to a Super Bowl team. and Not I'm not super, sorry. Uh, well, um, a superstar team. Yep. And that's what I was trying to say, not Super Bowl. An but, elite team. Yeah, I can't say that Jenkins is undervalued when he has a 0% chance to win the award. He's not going to win. So, yeah, you can bet it he's not going to win. So... Have, have fun, I guess. I mean, you can make an argument that Jaron Jackson for Defensive Player of the Year has value at 14 to 1 because he should win the award. He, has a, he all, He's also not going to win the award. They're going to give it to Adebayo or Marcus Smart. So when it comes to awards at this stage, I think the only value I actually found in award races, I found two. You have Scotty Barnes to win Rookie of the Year because Mobley's injured there is a chance that Barnes can maybe sneak into it. Or you take the serious long shot in the same award, you go for Rookie of the Year, and maybe you take Cade Cunningham at 11-1. to Maybe. But Mobley, now that he's injured, and the fact that his huge lead has started to really decline, even Garland for most improved over Jaw because Jaw's injured. There's a couple you can make a case for. Coach of the Year's not one of them. That race is a done deal.
0: Yeah, of course. You you told me he was going to win last year too, and I told you Thibodeau was going to win. So, but it's a little—it's not as close as it was. Well, last I, year. I
1: said that I had. Uh, well, I forgot. I I bet Monty Williams to win in November, Coach of the Year. So I've been on that train for a while. But yeah, it if if Memphis could catch could catch them for the one, maybe you'd have a case. But they, Phoenix is so far ahead; it doesn't even matter.
0: Here's a, great, here's a great comment. said so they scrolled to the bottom of the NBA 2K free agents and said, give me TJ Augustine.
1: <laughs> Augustine's actually been okay yeah, for the Lakers. I still think that's funny, though. Out of all the moves that they've made, the two decent moves were Augustine so far, short sample size, and Stanley Johnson, who's actually been pretty good. But besides them, I mean, every other thing they've tried has been a disaster.
0: Yeah, it hasn't, hasn't been ideal and Nathan talking about Cavs may be in decline. I think they're absolutely in decline. The question is how much of, how this, much yeah. of a, a decline are they going to be in and are they going to be able to right the ship because they're going they're going up against Dallas tomorrow. Well, you know
1: I'm rooting for them to suck because as long as Toronto's not the 7, that means Kyrie can play in both playing games.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. That's all
1: I care about. So as long as Toronto's not in the playoff game, I don't care who the Nets would face off in the play.
0: Well, I sure I sure don't like this Cavs team against the number because they've uh they've they've lost two of their they've lost three of their last five, but they haven't covered any of those games. So even when they're winning, they're they're they ain't doing much. So I,
1: I can't blame them. You know, I mean they overachieve in the first half. They traded for LeVert. I didn't like the move because I think LeVert's not really a team guy. I think he's a ball hogging shooting guard. He's talented, but then Jared Allen gets hurt, and he's your best rim protector. I know Mobley's a great shot blocker too, but let's be real, Jared Allen's the best rim protector on the team. And now you're replacing him with Kevin Love and you're trying to move Mobley into the center spot and with all the injuries, it's kind of like what I think might happen with Boston without Robert Williams. Yeah. You lose that defensive anchor and you're just nowhere near the same team that you once were. Yep,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh Paulie says they've been declining since the break. Yeah, I would I would say they you never know When you make a trade like that, sometimes it's you always hear addition through subtraction. Sometimes it's subtraction through addition as -hmm. you, as you fuck with the team's chemistry. And all of a sudden, the guys don't, it doesn't quite fit in. Everybody kind of has to learn new roles. Then you get an injury or two. And that's how you, that's how you play like shit for the second half of the season. No question about it.
1: Lavert was a guy who I watched a lot with the Nets. Very talented on some pretty mediocre to underwhelming teams. But he never is willing to actually reduce his role because he thinks that he can take anybody off the dribble and score, he's basically a ball stopper. So that, that's going to hurt.
0: Here's a great question from David, and we get this a lot. wanted to know if we're more nervous about, uh, is it harder mentally to bet an under? Um, for me, it is not. I actually prefer unders, no number one, because that's where the value is. Because most, most sports that take any number of, uh, of bets... Are, go, the are going to be shaded towards the over because that's what the public likes to bet. So I always I'm going to look for the under first. The problem that I have with betting overs and see I, this is why I look at it the completely opposite because if you get a team's or two each team that goes through a dry spell, you know depending on depending on if you're NBA or college, but if you get a college team if they go through one of those dry spells where they go you know six or eight minutes put up uh, you know let's say nine 10 points something like that your unders and your overs and a lot of tr- is in a lot of trouble where it, playing the under, I know that those can happen at any time. so even if we're in, in, I, and you and I have talked about this before we both are really good at math uh, nope not bragging but it is just part of the package. Well, every
1: gambler is pretty good at math mid-game when you're trying to calculate. We're we're
0: constantly calculating points per minute and and Mm -hmm. and how that and how it is because well, number one, it's a practical because we're we're both making live bets, so you want to know where they are on on points per minute. For me, I love betting unders. I I don't have any problem at all rooting for defense whether it's football punts punts sacks. Don't give a shit whether it's basketball missed shots turnovers good defense i have i have no problem at all betting under scott
1: see for me david it it doesn't really bother me that much now i know i lost yesterday because of an outlier quarter kind of like what you were talking about from the opposite perspective right but i don't really play the actual game like that because i'm only looking at the number so if you can make an argument that there is a disparity between where this game should land and where the number is then it doesn't really matter if you like the over or the under in a given game. If you notice disparity, you're going to take it because your percentage, whether you like the over or the under, is basically the same. Would it not be if you think that there is equal disparity in different games?
0: Sure, sure, absolutely, so. absolutely. Now it is, especially like in college football, it is fun to take an over.
1: Yeah, and just it's and- a men- it's a mental drag to bet an under because you're just watching the games and it's miserable. If you're betting an under, you really just cannot try to watch the game because you're just rooting for bricks the entire time in basketball, which is really painful just because you're rooting for a terrible viewing experience. So just don't watch the games. Yeah, I
0: don't don't have any problem with that. I just – I root for missed baskets. I don't care. That's fine. I'll I'll root just like I root for made baskets.
1: Either way, when it comes to your point, uh, David, or your question, it doesn't bother me because I play the number. So if I think a number should be X and it's X plus five – then I'm going to take the under or you know for an over if you think it should be 230 and the line's 225 you're not going to hesitate to take the over so I don't hesitate to take an under
0: you uh, watch every game you have action on
1: um I'll try to watch parts of it mm-hmm. maybe if it gets a little bit dicey late if the game's on TV I'll usually watch it but it really comes down to me betting on games that aren't exactly local so I might have to dig to try to find some underground access. Right. Yeah, I'll watch it every now and then. Okay. You? No. I tried to, but I'm not going to watch the entire game. Maybe I'll catch the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, I'll keep. I'll keep. Uh, it depends. If it's a game, I would be interested in watching anyway. I will. Uh, if it's a, if it's a game, I wouldn't. Uh, if I I like it only from a betting perspective, I'll keep an eye on it versus uh, you know, ESPN with updates and everything. And then like you, if it gets closer, it gets close to the end. I'll uh, I'll turn it on and. You know, let's not be coy. You and I pretty much have access to every game being played in major sports every day. So, yeah, pretty uh, much. I will turn that. I will turn that on and watch it. But I'm not religious about it. It's like if somebody wants to go anywhere, you are going to go out to dinner. I can't. The game's on. no nah,
1: I'm not the kind of person who has a bet on a game and cannot function.
0: Got yeah, all the bets going on. Gotta I, sit I, I can do other stuff. You got to sit there and sweat it. No,
1: I don't. It's no, I, I don't do that. Once it's, I cl- it's a matter of if you bet the game and. You are, for example, if I end up betting on a random game today and I'm going to the Nets game, I don't have to be constantly looking at my phone trying to find out what's happening while I'm at a sporting event. I'll yep. check it back in a couple hours, and I'll see if I won or lost.
0: I'm with you. Tate the Great checking in. I don't remember seeing Tate before. Welcome, welcome aboard, buddy. Uh, this is rooting for the under in both NIT games tonight. Also have a bet on Xavier. Team total under 32.5 for the first game. I think that game starts off slow. I think Remember, that's...
1: Billy, you missed a ridiculous all-time great game seven. I lost in that game. I had the Nets team total under, and I lost on the Durant shot to tie the game with the buzzer in regulation. That's how I lost my bet. So, yeah, it was a double whammy because the Nets didn't even win the game after they went over because the toe was on the line. So I watched it because, you know, I'm a fan. I had the team total under, but, like, you know, you, you're not going to win every bet you make. You just go through the experiences, I guess.
0: Turned the game off, went outside and lifted weights is so seventeen to seventy seven. I thought he was gonna pass out. I find myself rooting it's weird. I've I i am a lot more invested in the home teams than I am in my bets because I know win or lose, tomorrow's gonna be another day. It's gonna happen. You can't you can't get too high, you can't get too low because that just it makes you it makes you insane. So um now the the exception would be if i'm on a streak if i'm on a, if i'm on a losing streak yeah i do root a little harder to get that first win and if i'm on a winning streak i do root, root a little harder to keep it going but generally speaking i think the you
1: know, hardest that i actually was rooting or sweating out a, a bet recently has to be the chastain 40 to 1 over the weekend because it was <laughs> yeah. 40 to 1 in a nascar race and of course with road tracks you have 17 cautions in the final 10 laps you know i was sweating my ass off for that one but Yep. of course I was gonna watch it. It's a forty to one ticket.
0: That's it. that's the only part of betting I don't like. It says seventeen seventy seven really is the is emotional roller coaster. Agreed, dude. And yeah, I, that's why a lot of times I don't watch them because you know you you tend to you tend to sweat every missed shot for the team that you've, you're rooting for. You tend to sweat every made shot if you got the under, et cetera, et cetera. I just you can't. You can't break games down to a granular level like that and keep your sanity if you do it every day. You just you just can't, man. You you make yourself nuts. So uh,
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. A Mirabilia, what I do is I kind of find a middle ground. I'll listen to the commentators on the stream if they are on the same side that I'm on, but if it's the opposing commentators, you better believe I'm muting it for the entire thing.
0: Yeah, uh, as a statistician, I still hate... To lose the first bet, uh, seemed like the first bet impacts second bets. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I don't, uh, I, I don't disagree with that. It it does seem to set the tone. I always like to get that first, uh, victory down. So that's why God made alcohols, so as James mounts, uh, very. See, Paul, well,
1: it, it kind of depends because you're saying you never watch games you have action on. I know most people don't. We also know realistically whether we win a bet or lose a bet on a given team. Odds are we're probably going to have another bet on or against that team later in the season. Dead to me. So even when I'm winning or losing, the perks of watching is you do indirectly research teams that you can use later on.
0: Yep, yep.
1: So even though you might be getting your ass kicked in a bet, you can still pick up some pointers that you might be able to use for future bets.
0: Yeah, I will always look... I'll, I'll always watch the highlights. I'll go back and watch the highlights. I'll go back and read the play by play, see what they did wrong, see who got in foul trouble, that kind of thing. So I can get pretty good texture of the game just through reading the reading the play by play and watching the highlights. So yeah, if I, I don't, think the
1: play by play helps with the box score, the highlights, I don't right. know if they do much because both teams shoot about a hundred percent in highlights. Yeah, so yeah, no, I know. Tell you much. I know. Like for example, you had the raptors Celtics game yesterday where I lost But when you watched it, you could tell that it was a pretty brutally officiated game. So Toronto got host from that perspective. But you got to see some things that both teams were trying to do. You got to see how Boston plays when Tatum and Brown and company are not in the lineup, for example, for future reference. So you can make an argument that even when you're watching a game that you're going to be sweating your ass off with, you could also be learning something that might help you out later on.
0: You take notes during games?
1: I don't take notes. It's more mental for me. Okay. I, I You can argue that, you know, you probably should be taking notes, but then I have to, like, drag a window out and watch one side of the, the screen with the game, the other half's on, like, a Google Doc. Like, no. It's mostly mental for me. I can tell you Siakam is basically the heart and soul of the Raptors team from yesterday's performance.
0: 40 last night. 40 last yeah, night, buddy. Yeah, he was buddy.
1: great. He fouled out. It was a questionable foul out there in overtime, but still – Yeah, I feel like win or lose, I watch the games to try to gain more information.
0: All right, very good. All right, my friend, it's that time. We need to start another streak. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys, you know the drill. It is Tuesday. It is time to put your overalls on, adjust that straw hat, climb aboard your John Deere, get those keys out, and fire that mother up because, kids, it's time to hear from the cash cow. It's time once again to bet the farm. All right, Scott, how did we do yesterday?
1: We ended up picking up a loss with the Raptors minus eight.
0: Not ideal, my friend. Not ideal at all. It should have gone better for us, but it didn't. But we're ready to start a new streak today. So, Scott, what do you got cooked up for us?
1: So, it's going to be the game I'm going to. And, of course, when you're going to games, you like to bet it overs. We just Unless just... you're a savage like me, because we're going to take the under. In the Pistons-Nets game at 234, and that's available at minus 110 on DraftKings. Uh, for the most part, it's just a situation where the line seems extremely too high. They've played three times this season already. Each meeting has had less than 221 points. Detroit offensively in particular has been an absolute mess. But, Detroit but, has scored less than 103. By the
0: way, Scott, real quick, I'm sorry to interject. What were the totals in those first three games? What was, what was the listed total? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you. It, was, it was, it was, you it was too, it now. Yeah, I was it have. was it was two yeah it was it was two ten two eleven and two eleven and a half
1: and now so. it's at two thirty four right but you're looking at a situation where Detroit's also missing its leading score because Jeremy Grant got injured the other day he's not going to play Detroit ranks twenty eighth in offensive efficiency so we know that this team cannot score and the under is nine and four in Detroit's last thirteen games and I know it's going to be dicey because the Nets can always potentially go for one thirty. But if you are looking at a spot where Detroit might get you 105 or might get you below 110, then the Nets really have to do basically all of the heavy lifting. I'm not sure that's going to happen. This total seems too high to me. I like the under.
0: All right, very good. And that's going to do it for Bet the Farm for today. Take the Brooklyn Nets and the Detroit Pistons under 234. Scott, you're going to be making live bets there, I assume, right? Or you can't, can you?
1: I don't know if I'm allowed to in the actual arena. So I'm going to have to – I'm assuming you can at halftime or maybe in between quarters, but I doubt you can actually bet live spreads while Uh, you're at the game. That sucks. So, yeah, I'll I'll play some stuff beforehand, and we'll see what happens.
0: All right, very good. It's going to do it for us here today. As always, thanks for stopping by, guys. We appreciate all the comments. We appreciate all the views. One more time, don't forget to smash that like button. Baseball show. Yeah, if you're, if you're a baseball fan, stay tuned here in just a few minutes. Scott and I are going to be right back and talking about the NL Central and the American League Central, two exciting dynamic divisions. So we'll be breaking that down here in just a few minutes with our pal Chris King. Stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we're done. You guys have a great day. And uh, we'll just have to see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Once again, Scott and I do our very best to help you guys in your never-ending journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.